Hello and welcome to Downs Your Way. I'm Colin Speller and this is episode 14. Today I'm talking to Rebecca. Hello, how you doing? The Rebecca Downs. Who's that? I don't know. Never heard of her. Well, that's something we need to work on, isn't it? Ma. So, Rebecca, you have a new single out. I do indeed, Colin. Where, when, what, why, how? It's a cover of uh, Mama All Crazy Now by Slade. And when did that come out? It came out on Friday, she says, trying desperately to be right. Yes, Friday. The 15th of May. So tell us the background. How did it start? Where did it start? What was what, what inspired it? Okay, well, I mean, as, as some of you know, I do still teach vocal. Um, a pe- I was waiting for a pupil to show up. Um, and there was things happening in the world. This is just after Christmas that were kind of depressing. I won't go on about what they are because they're political and... I don't really want to get into that. But, um, and I was waiting for somebody to show up and I thought, oh man, we're all crazy now. And I thought, well, that's a song. That's a Slade song. You know, if you grow up in Wolverhampton like I've done, you you know, you've got to be an automatic member of the Slade fan club. It's it's you, it's by birth. It's by birth. So, and I like their material, obviously, I'm a big fan. So I thought, well, let's have a look at the chords for this. Uh, so I'm just jamming it out. Played it slow on an acoustic and then turned some of the chords from major to minor. And then thought, you know what, this this is, you know, this is sounding different. I like this. So I recorded it on my phone, blasted it to Steve Burkett, and, um, and here we are. He changed everything and made it better. And here we are. <laughs> and when did that happen? What, what, how long ago? I mean, I'll say this is Christmas, just after Christmas break just after the christmas break mm. yeah and of course we had hoped to put it out pre-corona pre-corona as i say it was meant you know it's not it wasn't written for corona it was written um for you know me being depressed well not written rewritten for me <laughs> being depressed and a bit down about what was going on in the world but it wasn't written for coronavirus no no interestingly um there's a sort of rather boring technical background to this, but if you do a straightforward cover, it's very easy to get a license and, you know, pretty straightforward process. People do it all the time. But if you start to change a song substantially, in theory, at least, you should approach the publisher and get their clearance and get a bespoke license even to, to do it. Um, and we havered about it and in the end decided to err on the side of caution. And we actually approached via an agent, Sony, who are the ultimate copyright holders, and uh, much to our surprise, not only did they respond quickly, they also mm. responded positively and said, yeah, you can just treat it as an ordinary cover, which was good news. My fear was if we hadn't done that and it had gone viral and it's showing some signs of potentially doing that, that we, we'd have got so far down the road and then Mr. Sony would have been knocking on the door saying, eh, excuse me a minute. Yeah. Um, and pulling it from every side. But that carried us from pre-corona to... In corona. In corona. Right in it. And I think, you know, we were all a bit um, confused about whether to bring it out, uh, whether it was the right thing to do. And I got, you know, a lot of feedback from different people I know and trust on what they thought. And, 
you know, people who who haven't got a vested interest in this. And and it was kind of unanimous, you know. They said, you know, they thought it was perfect to bring it out. Um, And I just thought, you know, looking back at songs that have been important to me at times when maybe I wasn't feeling that great sometimes, that sometimes you need a song that takes you and holds your hand at a time when you're feeling a certain way and not sure if it's okay to feel that way. So it's like, you know, this song holds your hand in that sense that, you know, it is a really bad time. We are trying to be okay about it. And, you know, that's good. But sometimes you just want to go, oh, for the love of God, you know. And this is that song. I don't need to spend my money, but still do. Well, it's interesting because I, I, I don't actually find it depressing. Uh, and I mean, I'm a fan of bands like The Cure and R.E.M. I know depressing music when I see it. Um, but for me, it's not a song that lowers my morale. It's a song that I think captures the essence of the situation we find ourselves in. So if you look at what's going on, it is not good. Um, you know, nobody can possibly be happy about this. Yes, I fully understand the whole let's keep our morale up, let's sing happy songs, mm. let's be optimistic about the future. But I think if you want a song which sort of captures that the atmosphere of the situation in which we all find ourselves, then this is this this is absolutely great for it. And I fully believe that when we're beyond all this and look back, this song for me personally will mm. capture that moment in time and will resonate to me what the coronavirus crisis of 2020 was all about. Mm, absolutely. I mean, I you know... And I think in music as well, because I was, you know, worried about people might find it too down. As I say, you don't. A lot of people don't. Um, it is quite from an angry place, but also with kind of tongue-in-cheek, you know, kind of a wink in the eye, you know, mama, we're all crazy now. Um, but it's kind of, you know, there's songs as a, as a you know, a consumer of songs, not just a writer of them, obviously, you need songs for, for different emotions and, and it doesn't matter that you're in lockdown or not in lockdown. You're still going to have days where you're really up for it and days where you're really not and days where you're sort of nowhere in between and, and all the rest of it. And you don't just have one singular emotion. Um, and so you need songs that are not just, you know, hey, let's all be happy. It's like, well, sometimes you just don't want those songs. <laughs> don't stop now. So it's been released with a, in my humble opinion, an amazing video. T- tell us about that. How, where was that done and how was it done? Well, it was um, done at a place called Far Forest Studios where we've done two other videos, Sailing on a Pool of Tears and If I Go to Sleep. Uh, this time the difference was um, the studio was kind of loaned to us. So the um, it was all lit up properly. I had my makeup done to make myself look as decent as possible. And um, our amazing new drummer, Neil Ablod, who's a lifelong friend of mine, um, basically filmed it and edited it. I, I did sort of say I kind of 
I felt the vibe of it should be along the lines of Sinead O'Connor's, um, what's the song on Sinead O'Connor? Nothing compares to you. So it's just like face to camera. Um, But when he came back with the edited version of what he'd done, I was just like, blimey, you know, I couldn't believe it, to be honest with you. I thought it looked so amazing. Um, We did it in three takes. So we had two takes with me with decent makeup on. Then I went and put put me a Pris makeup from Blade Runner on, sort of sort of Pris makeup. And I said to him, basically, we're going to have one take of this because once I've crawled all this makeup down my face, there ain't no coming back from this. So we've got, I've got to get this. I've got, you know, so. But, but he's done an absolutely amazing job and fair play to him. Yeah, I think it's a good illustration that the, the sort of art and inspiration behind a video is 90% of it, really, because... Uh, you know, we could we could do a whole podcast on music videos and the fun of of making them or trying to make them and the amount of money you can spend and the excitement you can get into. That's maybe for a that's maybe for mm. a subject down the line. But the long and short of it is that, uh, and particularly at this time when there isn't any gigging and you know sources of income are quite limited, the ability to put something like that together ourselves is has been hugely encouraging I, I absolutely think. and uh yeah a absolutely stonk, stonking job by neil okay so let's go on to look at the reaction we've had to it then i mean how, how how's it gone i mean you know from from our point of view from my point of view it's gone exceptionally well um, it was always going to be a Marmite track and that's why one of the reasons as well why we did it also one of the reasons why I was absolutely scared stiff and still am sometimes at going on social media and and seeing new comments um, you know because I think you know obviously me and Steve it's 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 our thing you know this whole thing is our thing I know it goes under my name but it's our thing um, but for me um yeah, ninety percent of the comments have been amazing. Um, that's great, you know. It's also great if you don't like it. If you don't like it, that's totally fine. Um, you know, you're allowed not to like stuff. You know, I don't like stuff all the while. Um, what can really get to you as an artist is people just being downright nasty um, to you. Um, and I think lockdown has brought out a bit of that in some people. I get a lot less than I know other people do in the industry, so I'm very lucky with that. But, you know, you get like, it's funny, because as an artist you'll get this amazing response like we have done to this. You get like 3,000 views in 24, why is it, 48 hours, which is amazing. And then you'll get one guy say something stupid and it really does like resonate with you, you know, something really nasty. But then you have to pull yourself together and think, you know, this the response to this has been absolutely brilliant. It's been the best response we've ever had to anything we've ever released. Um, and uh, uh, bringing out a cover, no matter even if you actually directly copy the original, is always going to be polarizing. People are always going to be a little bit tetchy about that in places. Um But it's, um, it's important to sort of just keep your head with that thing. I mean, I would just... I would very much like to say to people watching, you know, listening, not watching, um, I see a lot of things I don't like. I would never in a million years put a nasty comment, you know. Um, if you do see something or hear something you don't like, 
you know what the really great thing to do would be to just move on. Um, I know we put ourselves out there as artists uh, and you kind of think, oh, well, they just deserve what they get. Um, but especially during this time, let's spread a bit of kindness and love, you know. Uh, but the response has been absolutely amazing. But, you know, I've wanted to speak about reactions for a long time, so that's kind of, you know, sort of slipped in there. But the reaction has been outstanding, and I can't thank you guys enough. I said, Mama, Yeah, I think it affects everybody in the team when somebody just has a rip into you as because it's you, your name that's there. And so it, it almost always comes into you. Um, it, having said that, I think if I look at the reaction to this, I mean, 95% of what we've had back has been positive, very positive, wildly enthusiastic, in fact. And, and a small percentage, very, very small percentage have been kind of rude about it. And there's been a percentage which have said it's not for them, which is fair That's enough. That's totally fine. You, you, you know, as I say, I, you, you can like it, you can not like it. Just don't be a bit of a dick. But what's good about it is that we're getting reactions. And mm. I think that that, to me, is important because, to be honest, the biggest problem that acts like ours have and others listening in will recognize this is indifference absolutely you, you know you do something you put out a single you put out a cover you go and do a gig you do an online performance whatever it is and the worst reaction you can get is indifference you know particularly when it just seems to kind of well not even register with just people fade away and they just disappear but mm. the kind of people that i've particularly welcomed from the the small uh, you know, don't like it end of the spectrum have been those who said, well, I don't particularly like the way you've done this, but I've looked into the rest of your catalogue and I like what you do. Which so, is another reason why we did it. Yeah, it, it, you want to get that engagement. I mean, there are all sorts of reasons for doing something and I'd like to think we begin from the artistic end and say you're doing this, you and Steve are doing this because you want to do it. Mm. But at the end of the day, it's not a cost-free exercise. It's not an input-free exercise. And from the point of view of the business, it's good to get... Uh, you know, some benefit out of it. You're looking for a return on that investment of time and effort because, after all, that keeps it all ticking over and uh, gives us a chance to bring out further stuff down the track. Absolutely. I said, Mama, oh, I mean, just looking at this question of reaction, um, I'm, you know, how much really negative stuff do you find you get? on what you do well i mean it is a very very i have to stress this it's like i think if you were gonna put it in a percentage it'd probably be like 0.1 or 0.2 percent i think what i'm trying to get over even though people around me have always said oh my god don't tell them really how you think well can't that's not really the way i work and not really the way I, i've ever worked you know as a person basically you could have, you know, a million people tell you they love something that you've done and you get one person go, this is the worst thing I've ever heard. This is terrible. And you'll just, and even though you know that doesn't matter and they're totally entitled to their opinion, absolutely they're entitled to it. And you know that doesn't matter and it shouldn't matter and you've got all these people telling you the opposite and you know yourself that you're proud of what you've done as a person that's got, you know, a heart, of it's like a dagger going through it. 
Obviously, as this has gone on from when we started about seven years ago, I mean, I've been been in the business since I was 13, but since we started this, which is the most sort of exposure I've ever had, you know, you do get, you rise to the pot of people do sort of taking little cheap shots at you, uh, either behind your back or to your face, um, for whatever reason. And you do, you know... And I have got much, much, much better at dealing with it mentally. Um, Because as soon as you read something, it really is a body blow. And you don't even know the person. But it's like somebody's just slapped your face. Of course it is. Like, you care about this. You know, why would you put some music out there unless you, you know, it's your heart and soul and you care about it. So, of course, anything that's kind of nasty, bitchy, downright horrible... He's going to punch him in the face. But my recovery time is much quicker. So, you know, that's something that... I remember getting a bad review. There was... When we brought out Back to the Start, the reviews were absolutely incredible. And we got this one bad review. And it was, in my opinion, not just bad, but it was kind of going for my jugular. Um, I didn't sleep properly for two weeks. I'm going to, you know... Am I like the most an emotional person you'll ever meet? No. Am I an emotional person? Yes, I'm a I'm a freaking singer, for God's sake. Of course I am. That's how I put across my music. That's why I write songs. But is it does it feel personal? Of course it feels personal. You know, like how can it not? But as I say, from going from a recovery time of not sleeping for two weeks and constantly keeping me awake, uh, and actually in the end approaching that person and saying, Hey, do you want to come to our gig? I hear you didn't like the album, but we might be able to win you over. And actually, I think we did, but whatever. Do you know what I mean? Um, So you do get sometimes, you know, people, you know, bad reviews are fine if they're, you know, critiques, proper critiques. What's not really great is when you read something and it is just a bit of a bitch fest, to be honest, and you think, you just didn't like me, did you? You just didn't like me, so you're having a dig at me. Um, But as I say, my recovery time is much, much better. I know people have talked a lot about mental health in the industry. But you are putting yourself out there on a level which is on one way great because I, you know, I get these amazing followers and the people on the Rebecca Downs group and and you draw strength from those people probably more than they realise. You draw a lot of strength from them, especially in times when you're really feeling hurt. So those kind of people help you when you do get something that is quite negative. And not just negative, but as I say, it's not really negativity. It's kind of bitchiness. Um, But my recovery time is faster, so I'm happy about that. I said, Mama, Do you think there's any difference in the kind of reaction that you get as a female artist to that which a male artist would get? I know you spend quite a bit of time in conversations with other mm. artists and you get, uh, I know one or two quite close to you give you their sort of very personal perspective. Do you, do you feel that there's a, a difference in this this particular area? I know there are, there are differences in a lot of other areas, mm. but in this particular area. I mean, I hate to say it, but yeah, I hate to say it. Um... I hate to say it also because the majority of my fans, if you look at the percentage on Facebook, 
on Spotify and everywhere else, it's like 70%, 75% male or as female. Um, and in a certain sort of age range, um, the ones that have been a little bit sort of tetchy. And it's almost like normally, I have to say it as well, they're normally people who have been musicians or are still musicians or have some link to the industry. So they think they, you know, know better than you, little girl. Um, but I really want to make this 100% clear. I'm a tomboy. I've lived my life with blokes. Boys were my best friend. I've lived my life in bands with other, with with guys, you know. Um, so, you know, I'm not a man-hater by any stretch of the word. Um, I don't put myself out there as somebody that's kind of flaunty, you know. I don't try to invite comments on the way I dress or, you know, I'm, I'm not sort of wearing low-cut tops and short skirts. Not that that's a problem, but I just don't do it. It's not my personality. So I kind of managed to get away with with a lot because I don't kind of entice. Um, or the, I, I think my image doesn't sort of make people want to go all overtly sexual, you know, in their replies and messages to me. Um, but that's just my personality. That's who I am. But um, I have to say, you know, it is generally from a male um, but you know, is it different for, for men in the industry? Yeah, I think it is a hundred percent. Um, because I think females tend to approach a male in my position a little bit differently. Um, although I have heard from a very prominent male artist, um, how he's had some quite nasty messages from other men sort of trying to tell him what to do and thinking that he should be doing this when he should be doing that. And so I don't think, you know, they get away with it scot-free, but I do think they can hammer it down a bit quicker. So it's, yeah, a little bit different, I think. You told me Yeah, it's an interesting to get this perspective. Um, and I think I would sort of see the critical take home message, as, as you've said earlier, of, of people, you know, you want a reaction from people. And, and it's it's great to get one. It's great to get one, even if somebody's saying, I don't particularly get this particular track for whatever reason. But it's the overly nasty, you know, this is a piece of crap or whatever, mm. I think is probably the, the best way to describe it that, that hits home. And, and that, I think, would apply to anybody in this business. So it's not just about this isn't a sort of a me, me, me thing, is it? It's, it's, it's saying this is how um, artists generally feel. And I think I can't I should know this properly, but it's I think it's something like 75 percent or maybe more of all musicians have reported when surveyed. Uh, issues with their mental health mm. and that's right across the board that's not just artists at our level that's right up to the very top and you know right down to people just starting out and it's no surprise really is it I think anybody who's doing something as creative and, and sticking it out there and I think people who have more conventional careers like I have you know you, you would you would get an insight into the same feeling when 
I don't know, you know, you've made a presentation at a meeting or you've gone out and spoken in public or you've written something, you've written an article for your in-house magazine or anything or even even just put something in the suggestion box. Mm. You know, you, you can sort of have that window into that. I'm putting myself out there. I'm putting myself behind this. This is my personal idea, my personal creativity. And if it's to, to coin a phrase pissed on from a grey eye mm. by somebody, um, particularly you know somebody in a position of influence you, you can imagine you can imagine how that feels so it, it it's a very interesting balance i think and mm. i think this is this track sort of opened up a an interesting window to us i think in getting yeah. getting something that is has more extremes to it but yeah. that's but that's part and parcel of having a, a a if you like a bigger and broader reaction absolutely and i think this is the first time even though it's been massively successful, this is the first time I've actually been very reticent about going onto YouTube, looking at the comments. I've asked you to do that, Colin, for me, so that if there is anything bad, maybe I don't see it first or, you know. So I'm kind of trying to put a layer of protection between me and what somebody in a flippant way, might, might not even know that they've said anything that bad, although I think they probably do. Um, I mean, it's, it's, I've just been thinking as you've been talking, I mean, there's, I won't name them, but there's another, there's a male up outfit out there that I'm friendly with. And I saw some reviews of some of their shows on some Facebook groups. And some of the comments were absolutely downright appalling. I'm going to be honest. And they were tagged in this post. And you just think, oh, my... I mean, my heart just... You know, I felt it for them. So it's definitely not just females. And I think maybe that's the case with males. It might be interesting, actually, if I ask other people, you know, are they a little bit more upfront about it? Maybe they don't message you. Maybe they'll post it because they think, hey, you're a bloke, you can take it. I don't know. That might be actually interesting. I might ask ask them that. But, you know, you see things and you just think, oh, my God, like that, like, how can you say if you fit, you know, I saw somebody say, oh, my God, you know, it's the worst thing I've ever seen. And you just think, dude, you don't have to say that. But just, I th- just leave it alone. man. I, I think, uh, well, two comments really about it. I think n- number one, you know, social media is a bear pit. Face- Facebook's not too bad. I think if you if you want to example of the worst bear pit go on to twitter absolutely twitter is just amazing and in fact a a, a little side story uh uh, people know that i'm a follower of qpr football club and in the last week or so there's been quite an interesting story developing in the fan base there where somebody has um, rumbled the fact that um, there are a number of Twitter accounts uh, which are, I think, I would politely describe them as vituperative, in, in a sense That's that they such will, a big word. They will rip into anybody mm. about anything at any time. Uh, this guy has uh, rumbled the fact that they're actually false profiles. Mm. So you've got, the, I mean, there's a real person behind them. It's not a robot, but the, but the suspicion is that one person has set up something like five or six accounts with different personas. And incidentally, the way this guy's rumbled them is to is to trace the photographs because mm. you can do a Google search on the photograph. Um, and it, he's rumbled some by tracking the photograph down to belonging to somebody else. And he's rumbled the others by putting a straightforward challenge and said, well, if you're genuine, put up a video today 
mm. refuting the allegation that you're not. Well, of course, they haven't been able to do that. But the interesting thing is there, like you've got a medium where people are actually setting up profiles specifically so that they can Have a rip pop. into people. Mm. And I think that's that's a point. Well, that's just cowardice as well, isn't it? You know, um, but it's but it's so it's so it's social media at its worst. But I think. Uh, yeah, it's a strange. It's a strange. Well, I suppose in mind it's a strange topic, but I think for us it's been quite interesting this week because as we have, we've known. I think a couple of times before we've known that we've sort of stepped into another world slightly. I think, uh, you know, when you support a band um, like Magnum, for example, where sure. there's a passionate fan base and that and pa- and that passion extends in all directions. I mean, you know, they they are uh, they're not beyond having certain numbers people within their fan base tell them when they don't think they've quite got it right mm. aren't they? but they but they you know people who've, who've lived and breathed them all the while they've been around and you know that when you're going to go out and support a band like that you are putting yourself into that world and you are putting yourself out there to people who, whose uh, uh, perception of your performance on that day is within the context of them seeing this act mm. that they are so passionately committed to and then there's this where you go to the stage of taking a song which will resonate with people over a what is it 40 year period yeah, a long time a long time and and you've changed it and you know again that a lot of the people commenting on that will have the same passion mm. for Slade that you know Magnum fans will have for Magnum and you are therefore risking um uh, you know it's daunting i mean it's not just daunting it's freaking scary you know and it is as i say this is the first time i've actually been you know really reticent and i have sort of tried to put a little bit of a gap between myself and maybe seeing things that i don't really want to see uh just to sort of keep myself on a level because you know this is lockdown we're not all, you know, all of us are not, are not in the best of places right now. You know, no matter how well you're doing, this isn't the best time for anyone. So, you know, just trying to protect myself, really. I think um, the thing about social media um, is that I always think if you're going to say something on social media, if you're going to say something, think about how others would see you. So think about if you're a husband and you're writing a nasty little comment on some artist's Facebook, how would have you got any kids? How would they see you doing that? Your friends at work, would would they like to do they know that side of you? You've got to really stand behind that comment and say, you know, I mean this comment, this nasty little comment. The whole world can see that comment. And if you delete it, it can be screenshotted. You know, sometimes I've got angry with people. I've seen stuff that I think, that is wrong. And I've been so desperate to type something. Then I've thought, hang on. How are people going to view me when I respond to this? How do I, you know, how do I want people to know who I am? Is it on a really, you know, hot-headed little reaction? Or shall I go away and think about this? No, I'll go away and think about it. Uh, a comic, and I, uh, f- I beg his forgiveness, but I can't remember who it was, uh, said that a lot of what you see on social media is like having going into a pub and having the, the local drunk sort of ranting at you. Mm-hmm. And what would you do then? Well, you basically say, you know, have a good evening, mate, and, and, and walk off. You sure would. And, and uh, there's, there's an element of that, of coming across like that person. And there's also an element, I think, of being on the receiving end of it and doing the same thing and walking away. The other little gem from uh, my football mates is we 
came up with the notion of a, an app which you would put <laughs> on your phone where after a certain uh, time at night, um, I, I recognise immediately in lockdown that's, that's its first fault because people are drinking all day. But after a certain time of night, in order to use your phone for texting, um, mm. social media, basically anything like that, you, you had, we'd have to blow through a, effectively a breathalyzer switch. Yeah, yeah. And if you know what, that, I, I'd sign up for that. And if you're above a certain level, it wouldn't let you do anything other than make emergency calls until, you, until your al- blood alcohol Someone needs down. to bring out that app. Uh, yeah, the trouble is, as I said now, you, the time dimension will Doesn't be... Doesn't matter, just bring out the app, just let the time be <laughs> yeah, whatever it is. To, yeah, people would have to, have to blow through the thing from 11 o'clock in the morning. I don't even care. You tease me, no, my people me. Okay, so we're in lockdown. Um, I think we ought to point out if you're sitting there thinking we've listened to these podcasts before i've never heard one voice coming out of one speaker and one voice coming out the other speaker well we've actually upgraded haven't we oh my god it's like it's like frigging radio two in here i'm telling you so this 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 place where we are we've done we've had concerts from from the living room we've now got podcasting complete with microphone booms proper microphones one I mic feel on. like I'm being spoiled, to be honest with you. Well, it's it is like it is like radio from home, isn't it? We it haven't is. we haven't quite gone to doing sort of video casts yet, but that would be. I would have to do my makeup for that. We'd have to do make, yeah. We'd have to you'd sling a backcloth up or two, oh, you know, yeah, something like that. But uh, yeah, Put me so lippy on. <clears throat> we'd be interested to see what reaction we get to whether there's any discernible improvement in the sound <laughs> quality. But we certainly we're certainly trying. We've certainly. In, Invested a li- little bit in in making it better, but let's just uh, get some reflections from you on uh, on what it's like to do a an online gig. How you've done? Oh my god! Okay, I mean it's been a long, long time since I felt this way. No, it's been a long, long time since I did a gig with just me, my little guitar, and a voice. You know, that's it's you know. I'm just a little rhythm guitarist. I do, I play guitar and I started learning guitar when I was like 12. And all I wanted to do was write songs. That's it. I wanted to learn chords and write songs. So when I got me three chords, my first three chords, I was like, that's it, I can write a song now. Um, so I didn't learn it thinking, oh, I'm going to be this bloody great guitarist. I didn't want that. Um, so, you know, it does scare me to be playing the guitar and, you know, so as I say, you know, you got to take it with a little pinch of salt. I'm doing my best, but, you know, um, I hope, hopefully my, my voice carries me through. <laughs> um, the weirdest, I mean, I actually really enjoy it. I didn't think I would, but I enjoy it because I do feel like I'm getting some connection with people that um, follow what I do and, you know, also, as I said, you know, give me positive vibes. I hope I give them positive vibes. Um, and so it's a two-way thing. The hard thing is, you know, not having people in the room there with you. Of course it is. It's weird. It's really weird that you can't see people's faces. You can't connect with them on that level. But I think to be able to do a stream is is remarkable, really. You know, to be able to do this and to still connect with people, even on these levels, is just, is great. And I do get a real buzz out of it. What I really have found out that I enjoy 
He's rambling on as well and trying to be, you know, I am, I have got my black country humour and, you know, it may or may not be very funny. But um, I have really enjoyed sort of that communication with you all, um, getting feedback and hopefully trying to raise a few smiles. It's not meant to be a concert as good as it would be if Steve was by my side or indeed the rest of the band. It's meant to be me having a little chat. Let's have some fun. Let's play some covers. Let's play some of our stuff. And let's all raise a little glass of something and see if we can just forget what's going on for a minute. And I think, you know, for me, it has definitely raised my spirits. And and I know from feedback, it's raised some viewers that have been listening. And that's amazing. Enough. Yeah. And I think uh, we've obviously seen one or two of the technical challenges that that well not only we've had we've seen other people with them too and in in other fields as well uh, um i saw an online quiz sort of disintegrate uh, in on saturday night mm-hmm. because uh, uh, there wasn't a good enough signal for a facebook stream to to hold up um you you do have some quite interesting challenges around you know strength of broadband where mm-hmm. fortunately where we're doing this from the broadband's very good uh, but you've still got to you know connect to it you've got to have phones that work we had a phone that sort mm-hmm. of you know decided to pack up through, had to through change one, my phone yeah through one of them it decided to start hissing in the background um and you you've got the 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 sort of acoustic uh issues as well you know in a in a domestic environment and I, i've seen a lot of people uh you know there are those musicians who obviously have their own home studios and they've been able to sort of realign those and you know they're getting superb acoustics notwithstanding the fact their broadband might not be very good or whatever but you know when you're using a domestic environment you can't sort of come along and soundproof it or what what have you you've got those sort of limitations too but we will keep doing them uh, as long as you continue to enjoy doing them that is um and our audience who clearly do from the reactions that we get continue to do them we we will do and hopefully again along the way you know some of the the minor technical issues we can sort out and and improve upon yeah absolutely i mean i have to say like you know, uh, I know uh, a lot of bands have some great fans, but you know, I'd pit. I'd. I hate the word fans, though. Can I just say that? Because it derives from the word fanatic, and I hate that. I don't think that captures anyone who follows me at all. So I like those own followers, but you know, I really, you know, you're really something else, you guys, and you really do keep me going. Uh, as I say, probably more than you know. So as long as you want me to do it. Babies, I'll do it. Okay, so we'll uh, post uh, details of the next one just as soon as we've decided when and when it when and where it will be. Where it will be is the usual place, the usual venue. But when I'm yeah, be, be in my toilet. It's better acoustics in my toilet. I suspect we'll stick to YouTube and Facebook. They seem to be the best two media for this. And, well, thank you, Rebecca, for another very interesting chat and interesting insight to the new single and your feelings about it and the reaction that you've had. Um, Thank you. Thank you, Colin. Thank you for listening to Downs Your Way. As usual, there is a merchandise discount code for this episode. Enter the word MAMA, all in capitals, M-A-M-A, 
at the appropriate point in the checkout at rebeccadowns.com and you will receive a 10% discount. The code is valid until Monday the 1st of June. Thank you for listening and we will be back again soon.